How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. Really good to be with you. If you just stumbled upon the podcast and you're brand new to Dad Tired, uh, welcome. Super glad to have you. Uh, We're just a bunch of guys who are trying to fall in love with Jesus and to help our families do the same. And um, we'd love to meet you and get to know you. Um, There's a lot of us uh, around the world who are trying to do this. So we'd love to have you come be part of our little dad tired family. The best way to do that is to go to dadtired.com and then click the community tab. And that will actually link you over to a closed group that we have on Facebook. Like I said, with thousands of guys from around the world who are trying to figure this stuff out. So come hang out with us there. It's a good way to get connected into our community. Um, today is going to feel a, a little bit like I'm rambling and like I'm all over the place. If, if you're a longtime listener, you know that that would not be the first time that I've ever done that. Um, I, I have a whole topic that I want to cover, but it's going to be on the back half of this episode because um, there's just something so like burning in my soul that I have to talk to you guys about. Um, so I'm going to use the first half of this episode to kind of just talk to you about what's going on in my heart personally. And then the second half is going to be really unrelated, but a separate like topic regarding your specific fatherhood journey. Um, So we'll talk about that on the back half. Um, But before we dive into all of that, uh, if you haven't gone already and checked out my friend Aaron Smith, Aaron and Jennifer Smith, they're a husband and wife, actually here in Portland, good friends of mine. They host a podcast called Marriage After God. Um, it's a really, really good podcast. If you haven't checked it out, uh, I highly encourage you to go over there and subscribe to their podcast. They just did a two-part series about struggles with pornography from a husband's perspective and from a wife's perspective, and it is very vulnerable and very real, and uh, and I think it's one of the most helpful pieces of content content that they've ever put out. Um, and I've heard a lot of feedback already from the dad tired guys who are part of our dad tired community who have listened to those episodes and it was like literally life changing for them. So if you haven't gone over there and subscribed to the marriage after God podcast, I highly recommend that you go do that now and specifically listen to those, uh, that set of episodes. And then they also just did one this last week about the importance of doing devotionals together as a husband and wife, also a very good episode. So anyway, I, I'm, I highly respect, um, Aaron and Jennifer and what they're doing, their passion for the word of God and making the word of God the foundation for them as a couple and as a family. And um, so anyway, go over there and subscribe to that podcast. Keep an eye out. They've got a book coming out too um, this summer, which is going to be called Marriage After God, which is going to be really great as well. So keep an eye out for all of that. Um, couple. Let me get a couple announcements out of the way. And then I, again, I want to talk to you about something that's like burning in my soul. So Two quick announcements. Number one, Dad Tired is doing, uh, we do all kinds of like events because I, I don't like to just talk at a computer like I'm doing right now. Uh, I actually like to meet you and meet you in person and hang out. And I just feel like God uses real life connection as a way to like m- help our discipleship journey. So the first thing is I'm taking 10 guys with me to Haiti in October. And uh, I'm, the reason I'm doing that is for, I've got a couple reasons for doing this. Number one is I, I, I just think that uh, it's so important for us to get outside of our normal like routine. There's a lot of guys who are struggling deeply in their personal life, in their marriage, and just as a man, and you're like, you just feel like you're getting stuck on a lot of stuff. And I, I think that if you could just like step outside of your normal routine and kind of look at your life objectively for just a minute, like some of these problems would probably not feel as big as they are or as they feel in the moment. And so I'm just part of my reason for wanting to go to Haiti. One is I've got a good friend there who runs an organization. I've been 
to Haiti. I've gone with this organization before. I've seen what God's doing through this organization, and it's really powerful stuff. There's all kinds of, I know a lot of you guys are connected with organizations in Haiti. I think they're awesome. Um, There's so much good stuff happening there in the midst of like brokenness. Um, But we're going through a specific organization that's through a friend of mine's. and it's just God's God's working. He's doing some cool stuff. So I'm excited just to go see what God's doing, to learn from the people of Haiti, to learn what God is doing in that country, um, but also for you to like get outside of your normal perspective. So the things that you can plan on are one to just serve, to like go and just with a humble heart, just like I'm gonna sweat, I'm gonna lose probably some weight because uh, you're gonna eat food that you probably don't normally eat, and you're gonna be out in the heat, and you might be like painting walls or swinging a hammer or I don't know what we'll do. Um, but we'll, we'll be put to work. Um, so that's good just to like, as a man, just like get out there and serve and to kind of sacrifice our time to serve the people in Haiti, our brothers and sisters there. But also, um, we're going to get like out of our normal comfort zone and our normal routine. And hopefully that God uses that time. Like I've always, this is one of my favorite things about going and seeing what God's doing around the world is one of my favorite things is just to get out of your normal routine and see like, Oh geez, like I didn't realize, like, I mean, I knew God's super big. I knew that God is, like, working around the world, right? Like, I know God's a big God. But sometimes we get in our, our minds that we it kind of feels like God is just, like, our personal God. And we get so consumed with our own life. We love to be the hero of our own story. And uh, and it's sometimes really hard to see objectively that, bro, like, you're, you're not the hero. Like, <laughs> uh, our life is short. It will come and it will go. And the story goes on without us, man. Like, uh, God is doing a redemptive work of the entire world uh, for generations to come. Like, before you, he's been doing it for generations. And for generations after you, he's going to keep working. And you're, like, just a really small, small, small piece in that. Uh, so, one, don't get too down on yourself because, like, dude, the story's not about you. And, two, like, don't overinflate yourself because the story's not about you. Um, and sometimes just getting out of your normal routine is, like, you see that you like go to another country, you hear stories, you see how God's working and you're like, oh man, like God's huge. Like he, my problems don't feel as big as I thought they were. And, and it kind of just sets re or resets things into perspective. So all that to say, I'm only going to take 10 guys cause I want it to be a close knit group. I want to actually spend time talking to you and learning your story and helping you process whatever things you're going through. And, um, so I'm going to, I'm opening it to 10 guys and, and I'd love for you to be part of that. The best way to get connected to that is I'm going to con- I'm going to put a link to all the information that you'll need on the specifics of the trip in the show notes to this episode. So just click that and you can get all the information there. Also, we're doing a dad tired marriage cruise March of, of next year. We have spots open for that. This is the opportunity where you should take your wife on a cruise. It's not honestly not that expensive for what you're getting it's once you're on the cruise like all your food's paid for the excursions uh you can you can either pay to go do some fun stuff or you can just get out and go explore we're going to Cozumel I was just in Cozumel recently you can just get out and go to the beach and hang out um but it's it's for what you're getting it's honestly not that expensive um so go to dadtire.com forward slash cruise sign up take your wife it's going to be worth it on the cruise itself we're actually going to do some marriage uh we'll do like a guy's time together like a husband's and dad's thing. And then we'll do like a, a mom's, um, a mom's thing. I'll probably actually spend some time in just encouraging the moms and the wives. And then we'll do something together as husband and wife. It's going to encourage your marriage and you're going to be on a boat and you're going to be eating a lot of good food and it's going to be beautiful and warm. Uh, so you should go sign up for that 
dadtire.com forward slash cruise. Don't miss that. Like if you, if you're planning on signing up last minute, because I know you're a millennial and you're a procrastinator, uh, you're going to miss it. So don't miss that. Go to dadtire.com forward slash cruise to sign up for that. So now that that's out of the way, I, I want to share something that's like, um, man, just like burning in my heart. I don't know how else to say it, but just like, it feels like it's burning in my heart. Um, I've had a couple of conversations recently, um, not planned, but I don't know if you know this, if you've been listening to the dad tired podcast for a while, you probably know this, uh, dad tired is a, as a nonprofit organization. The reason I made it a nonprofit organization and not a for-profit organization is really because I wanted a board of directors who could just help hold me accountable so that this wouldn't be like Jared's dream and passion. And like, I just run off and I can have the, it's just dangerous for any kind of ministry to be centered around one person. Super dangerous. We've seen all kinds of pastors fail and get into like lots of bad stuff when it's like their show. And so I I don't want that. I want there to be a group of men around me who just love the Lord and can like check me like who, and and these aren't like some yes men who just like, I, I say, whatever I say, they're like, okay, Jared, yeah, whatever you say, dude, these guys are like men of God who are a lot older than me, who've seen a lot more life. Some of them don't even like know a lot about how social media all works and they don't care. They're just like, dude, Jared, I, I see what God's doing. And so I want to be, help you like just continue to have your heart centered around Christ. So that's why I did a nonprofit. It's very, very important to me that I have a group of guys around me who know me, who love the Lord, who can call me out on my stuff. Um, so anyway, I, I didn't have any like intentional conversations like on purpose. I was just hanging out with them because they're friends uh, at different times. I had one over for dinner, had a, went and grabbed a beer with another one. And uh, I know that's a whole, can be a whole controversial thing. But if you're a dad tire listener, you, that's probably not controversial to you. Anyway, so we're hanging out. And uh, man, I, as I talk about dad tired and as I process what's going on, I, I just get so excited uh, I stumbled into this whole thing, dude. Like I just, I did, I never planned on being uh, like leading a ministry, this online ministry and community of men. I never planned on that. I stumbled into it. It was one of the hardest seasons of my life um, that I was going through just like depression and anxiety and all this stuff. And in the midst of that, um, I like fell into dad tired and here we are now, man, which it's grown so much. And as we've just like stumbled our way through this thing, it's grown so much. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of guys who are part of this dad tired community. And now like three and a half years later, I can tell you with so much, um, like just, again, I don't know how to say it other than like just it burning in my soul. It's, this is the truest thing I can say, um, about like my passion for dad tired. I, I just, I've fallen more in love with what God is doing in dad tired. I've become more passionate than I've ever been about it. I, and the cool thing is I feel like God has given me such clarity, um, on just where, like, I feel like we could go as a ministry. And, uh, so I, I, I've hired some people with the, with the small funds that come in. Some of you are donating, uh, to dad tired and it helps so much, man. It just helped like it, it, again, I don't want this to be the Jared show. And so we allow other people who are better at certain things than me to come alongside of me and to like, just help. They have different skill sets. And so I've hired some people very, very part-time to just help out with different things. But here's the thing. I have a whole team in place. I have other people who I want to bring on the team. Um, I have very clear vision of where, where I think we can go. It, it's more trips. It's more events. It's more materials. Uh, it's more just like equipping men as disciples to lead their family. And I've got so many ideas of like what we could do. And lately I've been feeling as I've been having this conversation 
mostly excitement, but dude, if I'm honest, like some, uh, and maybe even more than some, if I'm totally honest, some anxiety about it. And I'm just like, man, I keep saying that I just feel anxious because we don't have the money to do what I feel like God has laid on my heart. And I literally just came from a lunch with one of our board directors and we're talking about the dad tired events that we have coming up. We're doing a bunch of one day conferences this year. We're going to Australia and two times in Texas and Washington already on the books. They're scheduled. Um, And we're talking about the details of that. And I was just telling him, like, I feel anxious. Like I feel like there's so much more I feel like God we could be doing and there's so much more that I feel like God has laid on my heart for this ministry to reach men, to equip men, to fall in love with the Lord and to to help their families do the same. I believe it so much to my core and yet I'm frustrated because we don't have the money to like do it, to like bring on a team and to do it well and to do it with excellence. And I told them literally, we were at Panera, this was 30 minutes ago and I'm feeling anxious And in the middle of my anxiety and frustration about this, I just told him, I'm like, bro, what I'm feeling is uh, ultimately I want to be God. That's really at the heart of all of our anxiety is the idea. And this is true for you. If you've kind of checked out the last few minutes, listen, whether you're a mom or a dad, all of us feel stress and anxiety. And this is true for all of us. At the heart of our anxiety is the idea that we want to be God. And that's what I'm feeling like right now. I want to be God. I want to be in control of that tired. I want to be like, I want to make sure there's enough money and that we're executing on our vision and all that stuff. And the truth is the reason I'm anxious is because I suck at being God. (laughs) Uh, I suck at it. I can't pull money out of the sky and I can't make all these things happen and I'm out of control. And so because I'm out of control, I feel really anxious. And uh, I just had to like gospel myself, gospel remind myself in the middle of that conversation with my friend who's on the board. And I just told him, I'm like, dude, I, I suck at being God. And that's why I'm feeling anxious is because I don't have control. Uh, I have no control over this. But here's the good news. Um, we serve a God who, dude, if, if, if we wanted to like, ha- if God wanted us to have all the money in the world to like do all these things he's put on my heart, I literally believe that in the drop of a hat, like by the time I'm done recording this episode, there can be the finances to do that. So here's the truth. God is not at all concerned about the money. Um, and so I just need to return or turn away from myself as being the God and turn back to God himself, who's much better, who's not stressed, who's not feeling any anxiety at all because he's God. He knows what he's going to do. And I believe that to my core. And so here's the thing. There's part of me that wanted to just come on here and do like this big push and say, hey, will you guys just donate because I'm excited and I believe we can move something. But but here's what I actually want us to do. And and listen to me, like if you stop listening and wherever you've, you've got me in your earbuds right now, if you're in the car, you're working out or you're, whatever you're doing right now, uh, listen to me. Like, let me get your attention again real quick. I am not asking you to like donate a dime right now. I, I, I'm not asking you to donate any money to Dad Tired. That's not why I came on here. But here's what I am asking you to do. Uh, I am going to spend the month of February fasting and seeking the God who is in control for all these things that he's placed on my heart. I, I don't believe that God would put all this on my heart just for the sake of like making me frustrated or annoyed. I think God is stirring something in my heart and most likely in the hearts of a lot of men uh, who are also excited about dad tired. So listen to me. If you are a dad tired listener, whether you came in last week or even this week or you've been part of the thing since three years ago, here's what I'm asking you to do. Um, every Tuesday, 
That's in February, the 5th, the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th. Uh, Will you join me in fasting and praying for the dad tired ministry? That's my ask for you, bro. Like as a, as a brother, as somebody who loves Jesus and believes that God is using dad tired to reach more men, bro, like don't just passively consume the con, the, the podcast or whatever we do on social media, like do jump in and join me. And, and please, I, I, I'm asking you sincerely, will you join me for the next four weeks? Just take a lunch. I'm not asking you to fast all day, but if you want to like, go for it. Um, but will you just take your lunch break for four Tuesdays in February, every Tuesday in February, will you fast your lunch and will you pray? And will you just ask God one to give us clarity and vision to give us like, God, will you tell us exactly as a ministry where you want us to go Two that more guys would be exposed to the good news of Jesus and return back to being leaders of their family and three, that God would show us provision. I believe that he can take care of us. I believe that he is not worried at all about finances, and yet he has all the resources in the world. And so will you just join me in seeking God in that? That is my ask for you uh, and from you. And I think there's a lot of people, a lot of men and women, and a lot of businesses out there who have some deep pockets who if the, if they knew about Dad Tired or they, and they were excited about Dad Tired and heard what we were doing and all the men that are being touched, I think that they would donate. And But I just don't think that that's, the, I don't think that money is the issue right now. I want to seek the heart of God with everything I've got. Uh, and I want you to join me, man. And I'm, I can't be, I don't, I hate when like churches manipulate and get weird about money. And like, I mean, I just don't want that at all. I want you to genuinely and sincerely seek the heart of God with me. Um, as we pursue, man, what is God going to do in this ministry uh, in this next year? So every Tuesday in February, uh, I will be skipping lunch and I will be spending time in prayer and, and chasing after the heart of God to see what he would do uh, and how he's just going to show up for us. And I'm asking you to join me in that. So that is the first half of what's burning in my heart. And um, yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me like kind of rant on that for a moment. Um, Okay, second half, (laughs) what I originally planned on this episode being um, is is, I'm going to switch gears pretty hard here. So we're going to take a really hard right turn, fasten your seatbelt, don't get thrown out the window as I take a really hard right turn, totally change subjects, but also equally important for you as a dad or if you're a mom who snuck in, um, I, I think that this is really huge for us as parents, this idea that's been stirring in my heart as well. Uh, on on Instagram this week, I posted how, I posted a picture of Elijah, my son, and I talked about how it's easy to raise kids who are well-behaved. It's a lot harder to raise kids who have good character. Um, and here's my thoughts behind that. And I think this is so important. This is the reminder that I want you to take away for this week as you are trying to lead your family well. Um, when my kids are in a place where they're being disobedient, where they're being frustrating, uh, when they're being, you know, just chaotic, chaotic, um, what I want to do is just yell, (laughs) um, or discipline or punish as quickly as possible so that their behavior will change. And what I said in the description of that picture on that Instagram post is it's actually 
what I have found as a dad is it's not that hard to like get your kids to dis- to do what you want them to do to behave well. Um, obviously, there are exceptions to that. We just they're their own little person. They make their decisions, and sometimes we feel completely out of control. But the truth is, like we could yell louder, we could spank them more, we could we could put down the pun, we could put down the hammer <laughs> even harder, and really really punish our kids if we want to. And eventually, they will comply. But we're not trying to raise as followers of Jesus, as as dads who are trying to make disciples who love God and understand the word of God. We're not just trying to raise like well-behaved little kids. And this is the reason I thought about all of this was when I was on the cruise a couple of weeks ago, this older woman uh, turned to me as my kids were playing in the pool and she said, your kids are so well-behaved. And I thought really what she's saying is your kids aren't annoying. Um, they're, they're just not annoying me. They're not too loud or they're not splashing too much or they're, they're like listening. And really what I thought is like, my goal as a dad isn't just to raise kids who aren't annoying or aren't too loud or well-behaved. Like my, my goal as their dad is to raise kids who have deep within their bones. They believe that the ways of God are the best ways. Like they, they are contrasting constantly the ways of the world and the way that we try to go be our own gods. And they contrast that with the ways of Jesus and the way that we were originally designed to live under the reign and rule of God. And they say like, man, as much as my flesh wants to go do this, I actually believe in my soul that the ways of Jesus are best. And so I'm going to choose to do this, even though it's against my flesh, against culture, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. That's what I want for my kids more than just to be like well-behaved kids, you know? And so here's the thing. The story popped into my mind. Um, The story of Cain and Abel, when Cain actually killed Abel, this is in Genesis 4. You should go back and read it. But what was interesting about that story in the scriptures is God could have, in Genesis 4, when Cain kills Abel, what, what God could have just done is like immediately punish Cain right? Like he could have, he could have either killed him or he could have stopped talking to him or he could have punished. Like he could have been annoyed and just said, you know what? Like punishment, stop that behavior. I'm mad. But God punishes, God punishes the behavior. He is mad. Like the, the, the Bible says that the, the blood cries out to God, which is such a powerful, we could do a whole podcast on that. Such a powerful statement that God says that, that the blood of Abel cries out to God. And God is mad, obviously. But what's interesting is that God protects Cain and he, and he still puts his provision over him. He has a conversation with him and he's not just trying to correct for the sake of good behavior. Like, hey, I'm mad at you. Here's the punishment. You better never kill again. It's not just that. It's that he wanted, he wanted Cain's heart to change. He was going after Cain's heart and he has this heart to heart conversation with him. And for us as dads, we get a glimpse of God's heart there, the, the heart of a father in God, which we see all throughout scripture. Cain, our God's heart is always to, that we, he would build something in us that's deeper than just right behavior. God is never just trying to get us to behave well, to follow the rules. We see this all throughout the Old Testament and all throughout the, the gospels with Jesus is he's never just trying to get people to like, hey, I'm, you better behave or I'm going to punish you. Instead, God is trying to get after our heart. He's always parenting our hearts. And the reality for us as dads is um, parenting hearts is hard work. Uh, it's exhausting. It takes a lot more time when I'm trying to get some work done at the house and my kids are being really loud or they are disobedient or they're going crazy. The truth is I just want them to stop. 
and I want them to stop being annoying me or interrupting me or making me mad. And so I just yell or I just say, get to your room or I just do, I'm quick to punish. And the truth is that's like a shortcut. That's an easy route to take, but we're not actually building character. We're not discipling hearts. We're just correcting behavior. And sure, maybe they'll comply or maybe they'll even get good at complying and being obedient all the time. Uh, But even deeper than that, as followers of Jesus who are trying to raise disciples, even deeper than that, man, I want to gospel their heart. I want to disciple their heart. I want to get after the root cause of that. And to do that, it will require us as dads to slow down, to actually like have face-to-face conversations. I I like the way my buddy Jefferson Bethke says this. He was just on the podcast last week. But I like the way he says, get in your kid's face, not in a bad way. Like I'm not going to get nose to nose with them and yell at them, but get in their face, like get eye level with them and with kindness and with conversation and with intentionality, have these conversations that say like son or daughter, like what's going on? Like, let's figure out what's really going on. And, and even more than that, like, here's why, here's why you don't do that. Just the other day we were at my mother-in-law's house. And my son was being really, uh, he was being a, a boy with a lot of energy, um, not to excuse bad behavior, but he was, he just had a lot of energy and he was kind of cramped up in the house. And so he's jumping on this chair and the chair ends up falling over and it ends up hitting a light, which ends up breaking. And he immediately starts crying. Um, he wasn't hurt or anything, but he just, I think he was scared or at least that's what I thought he was. He was scared. So he started crying. And as he calmed down, probably like 30 minutes later, he said, uh, I just cried, daddy. I was just crying because I didn't want you to get mad at me. So I thought if I cry, uh, it'll distract you from getting mad at me. The kid is like freakishly smart and like has a ridiculous (laughs) emotional intelligence. Like he can read emotions really freakishly well. Uh, sometimes he'll just like be like, daddy, what's wrong? I feel like you're anxious about this. I'm like, dude, you're seven. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, anyway, he's very, he's very sharp. He's very, um, just emotionally intelligent. And so I actually had to have a conversation with him. And what I could have done in the moment, if I was just disciplining behavior is say, son, what you did is wrong. Here's a spanking or a swat or you're punished or you're grounded. Like do not ever manipulate me again. Um, that is wrong. And listen, that for better or worse, maybe that would have been the right thing to do. But what I wanted to do is say like, there's a deeper issue here. There's something deeper going on in his heart. And so I sat him down. I said, son, God has given you a gift to read people really, really well. You know what people are feeling deep inside of you, even if they don't tell you what they're feeling. And that's a gift. And I said, and I I held up a glass and I said, son, imagine this is the gift that God gave you. You can either one, use the gift. And I, I moved the cup to the left and I said, you can either one, use the gift for God's glory. Like you will learn how to read people and understand how people are feeling. And you can use that to see the good news of Jesus spread throughout the whole world. God will be gracious enough to use you and your unique gifts to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And it will be awesome. God is going to use you in really big ways with that gift. Or son, you can take that gift and you can use it for yourself and you can use it to manipulate people and to hurt people and to get what you want out of people. And I said, that's kind of what you just did to daddy. You were scared that I was going to get you in trouble. 
And so you used emotions to make me not mad at you. And I said, son, that's manipulation. That's not what God wants you to do with that gift. And I said, it's okay uh, if we would have gotten in trouble. Like we could talk about that. Daddy always loves you. Even if you did the wrong thing, we'll process that. But son, do not use your gift as a way to manipulate people. That is not how God wants you to use that gift. And we talked about that for a while. My point in all of that is I wasn't, I didn't just want to correct his behavior I wanted to correct his heart so that he could build character, so that he could fall more in love with God, so that he could figure out the things of God and the way that God has designed him and God's plan for him around uh, for the world, right? And so that it's a much, much, it's a slower process. It requires more patience on our part as a dad to slow down, to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. It requires us to be like, to be patient, to say like, okay, even though I'm in the middle of something or I'm annoyed or you just broke this lamp, I'm going to slow down enough to say, son, I'm going to uh, chase after your heart and just to, to partner with God and what God is trying to do in their little lives, <laughs> Um, and that's the beautiful role of being a dad, man, is to hold up a mirror for your kids and to say, this is who God has designed you to be. And this is God's call for your life. This is what he wants for you. Instead of just simply punishing bad behavior. We're not trying to get kids who comply. We're trying to get kids who love Jesus more than anything, who believe in the way that God has designed thing as best. <sighs> so anyway, uh, I know that we talked about a lot of things today and, uh, I know that we talked about things that don't relate totally, but um, in some ways, if I could tie a pretty bow around all this, man, how many more dads like need to be reminded of that? I need to be reminded of that daily. I'm guessing that if you're a dad listening to that, you're probably like, yeah, I, I need to be reminded of that, that God doesn't just discipline me and punish me for the sake of behavior change, but God is patient with me to, so that he can build my character. Um thinking of all kinds of verses, the verse in James that, that, that there was the verse in James that says that if that we could, we would consider it a joy to go through these trials because it's perfecting our faith. And, uh, that kind of idea that God is, he's working out our salvation in us. He's growing us. He's sanctifying us, a churchy word, but just means like he's continuing to take off the brokenness to make us more like him. And that's what we need to do. He's not just punishing us. He's, he's, forming us into be the men that he wants us to be. And that's what we're called to as dads is to help form, to be used by God, to partner with God, to help shape our kids to be who God has designed them to be. And how many men need to hear that message, man? Like we all do. Um, and this is why I'm just so freaking excited about Dad Tired Man. Um, I just believe to my core that God is going to do big things with Dad Tired. I think that we are only at the beginning, uh, even though it feels like we've grown so much uh, in the last couple of years. I, I honestly believe we're just scratching the surface of what God is going to do. And so we just, we need to pray, ma'am. We need to pray and say, God, what what is it that you want to do? And, and how do you want to shape us? And how are you going to provide for us? Because I know you can. And so I'm asking you to join me in that um, so we can be reminded of this message more. We can invite more guys into it. I love you guys. <sighs> I don't know why I get emotional when I say that. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm emotional for a lot of different reasons. But, uh, yeah, man, I just love you guys. I'm just grateful. I met, I met some of you at the, uh, I don't know why that got so freaking emotional all of a sudden. Uh, but I met some of you guys in Missouri. We're doing meetups, and I get to meet you guys face-to-face. -face. The emails you guys send me, 
some dude sent me an email the other day that just said like he uh he ended up giving his life to Christ, surrendering his life to Christ because he had listened to the podcast, you know, and I'm like, man, how cool is it, man? We're just so broken. Like we're just I'm a broken dude. <clears throat> and uh you're a broken guy, and yet God uses us. It's crazy, man. Like we're he thanked me. He was thanking me for um, just like helping lead him to Christ. And I was like, man, I'm just a, I'm just a broken hammer that God's using to build like a masterpiece. Like, how can I take any credit? I'm just like this broken tool. And he decided to like pick this broken tool up to build something beautiful. Like I can't take any credit. Let's give credit to the builder. And, uh, and yet I'm still so grateful to be a tool, man. Um, not to be a tool. I don't want to be a tool like the bad way, uh, but to be used by God. Um, it's crazy. Sorry, I got emotional. It's just cool, dude. It's cool that God's drawing hearts. I'm not doing this because it like pays. I mean, I, I don't collect a paycheck from that tired, you guys. Uh, I'm not doing this because it's just like I'm trying to build some kingdom here of my own. I'm just doing it because I'm trying to be obedient to God and I'm stumbling my way through it. And I think we're just scratching the surface. I love you guys. I sincerely love you. And I'm grateful that you listen. And uh, I'll see you next week. See ya.